0: Welcome everyone to the new episode of the Truth and Rally Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Roman, reporting in the middle of nowhere. So the first round of the NBA playoffs is coming to an end. The Heat have upset the Milwaukee Bucks in five games. After Tyler Hero has gotten hurt, Jimmy Butler looked like he could carry the load. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, he did because he was able to have great second halves that eventually helped... That eventually helped the Heat in winning the series. Now, it did one of the things that did help the Miami Heat in the process of win, beating the Bucks in five games was the fact that the Greek Freak was hurt. He got hurt in the beginning of the series, played only 10 games in the second game, missed the third game. But advantage Miami because no matter what you could say that the Greek Freak did once he came back was great. You know he was feeling the pain. You know he wasn't at elite status. But the last game, Game 5, was kind of crazy because, well, yes, the Bucks had the lead going into the game, going into second half. And you could say all the things you want to say how Jimmy Butler and the Heat played in Game 5. One key thing that you have to look at is that the Greek freak had 23 attempts at the free throw line to score points to help his team win. And out of those 23 free throws, he only hit 10. The idea that if he was just like a mediocre free throw uh, shooter, if he was mediocre, Milwaukee wins in overtime and forces the series to go to six games versus ending in five. Ladies and gentlemen, there's no way... This is, this is a crazy thing to think about. An elite MVP, one of the best players in the NBA right now, and in my head, do I really want a guy like him, who can potentially hurt our team if he doesn't hit free throws? I, I don't know what what that you know what other people are thinking, and people may think that I'm crazy, but the idea that that if he just hit seventy percent which would have been at least six more, maybe even seven more free throws than he made. His team would have won. And maybe it wouldn't have mattered how great Jimmy Butler was. But that's bad. That's what he has to live in the offseason. He has to try his best to be better and more automatic at the free throw line. He cannot be an elite player who loses games because of his free throws. Just saying. On the same day, ladies and gentlemen, the Knicks closed out the Cavs in five games. And on ESPN, 13 out of 17 so-called ESPN experts called this, said that this game, said the series was going to go in the favor of the Cavs. And I thought it was crazy because in the season, and I know many people don't want to look at the season, but if the Knicks played the Cavs four times this past season... And won three out of the four times. And more also, most importantly, they didn't just beat them three times. They have beaten them the last three times they have faced each other. You know, and the idea that you look at the Cavs, the Cavs don't have more experience versus the Knicks. Donovan Mitchell is an elite player, but Donovan Mitchell, crew is inexperienced. And then you add the, to the fact that you have Tom Thibodeau, who's been in this league for over twenty years, and has experience of being a head coach with three different teams, and he's taken all those teams to the playoffs. And you don't look at that as an x, another x factor to his to his liking. I don't know, but to me, it, it's an advantage. It would have been advantage for Knicks. So let. Let's talk about what was the X factor. The X factor I always thought with the Knicks was R.J. Barrett. If R.J. Barrett can find his offensive game and be more consistent, he helps this team win. But if he's poor shooting, this team has a chance of losing. In the the end of the series, R.J. Barrett found his offensive game and was amazing. But the player that didn't score 20 points, but his rebounding and defense was so crucial into helping the Knicks win versus the Cavs in five games, was Mitchell Robinson, who, was, who is critic, was criticized, who is one of the best offensive rebounding players in the NBA. And his rebounding the last couple games was amazing. He's always been this guy who could sit in the range of seven to nine rebounds the majority of the games that he plays. But the idea that he had like 11 or 18 rebounds in the last game and did all the things that he did was, was just amazing. In my p- point of view. So the Knicks will face Miami. In the next round. And this is an old viral. If you're a person who's been following basketball for the last 20 or 30 years. You know that in the past. The Knicks and Heat have had great playoff series um, together. So the idea that they're facing each, h- each other once again is amazing to fans like me and others who just want to, who will who say, wow, an old nemesis is all facing each other. The question is, will Jimmy Butler slow down? And if Jimmy Butler does slow down, doesn't have great second half uh, part of the game, can the heat and other, and, and other players help the heat beat the Knicks and in, in advance? Or do the Knicks just have too many players? Let me put something out there. And I said this in the beginning of the season, and I still feel it now. Bronson, Barrett, and Randall are the key leaders in scoring. But you cannot neglect that the Knicks have multiple players who could bring bring great offense off the bench. The idea that they have multiple players who could do these things is crazy. The Knicks have a six-man candidate in quickly. Oldman Topping is a great bench player. The idea that Derrick Rose isn't playing, but if he played, I guarantee he would have get given the Knicks at least 10 points or more. The same with Evan Foreigner. I can't even say his name. But long story short, I like the Knicks. We'll see if the Knicks have still have the number. Again, the Knicks are going into another series in the playoffs where their numbers against the team they're facing are is more positive than negative. This is not a New York team that lost a lot of games against the Heat and now looking to finally beat them in the playoffs. The Knicks actually have the Heat's number. So we'll see. Just like the Cavs' situation, do the Knicks have an advantage over Miami? Some say yes just for the sheer fact that Tom Thibodeau is Jimmy Butler's old, te- uh, old coach and Derrick Rose is his old teammate. And that, because of that, they may have an upper hand over the Heat. But we'll see this weekend. The Sixers away in the conclusion of the Hawks versus the, the the Celtics, and this this series could be a advantage for Sixers or maybe not. The idea that they have rest can either aid them or hurt them. It can either present rust in the game one or work to their favor in terms of prepping for the, for the Celtics or the Atlanta Hawks. The Denver Nuggets defeated the Wolves in five games, and I said it in the, said it in the beginning of the school year, school year beginning of the, the season and last week, that Jim, Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. is a key difference in this uh, time around for the Nuggets in the playoffs. Those two guys are great scoring options and great and it makes this team even more dangerous than it was last season, in my opinion. Now let's look at another series. The Suns have defeated the Clippers, but do we really say that the Clippers were the better team? Let's be realistic. They start off the series with no Paul George. And with Kawhi Leonard, the Clippers did look pretty good. But all of a sudden, Kawhi Leonard's out. Out of nowhere, he had a knee injury. He didn't sustain. We didn't see him suffer during any of the games that he did play versus the Suns in the playoffs. But the fact that he got hurt gave advantage to the Suns in overcoming anything the Clippers could throw their way and eventually defeat the Suns. Now, here's one thing I want to say, and I could be wrong. Maybe he's legit hurt or what have you in terms of Kawhi Leonard. But at the same time that it was announced that he was hurt and could not play a game, his sister had a case where it was coming to an end that was going against his sister, potentially going to jail for a certain amount of time. And I wonder how much that played a role in his... uh. In him not playing. Because no matter what, losing your sibling, I'm not losing your sibling, but your sibling going to jail is not a great experience for anyone. And the idea that maybe Kawhi Leonard spent a lot of money in terms of trying to help her and it still didn't work makes him probably also hurt his spirit and hurt him in potentially wanting to play basketball. Just saying, that could definitely be a possibility. But we'll see what happens. The Grizzlies hang in there and in can the Grizzlies hang in there without Clark and, and Adams? Listen, ladies and gentlemen, you could say whatever you want to say about the Grizzlies in the Lakers series, about Dylan Brooks, about this and that. The, the idea that Clark and Adams didn't play does aid the Lakers. So they have advantage there. And listen, everyone's talking about what Dylan Brooks, listen, Dylan Brooks is preparing for his life outside of basketball. He knows he's never going to be an elite player. He knows he's never going to be an all star player. But the idea, of his tactics, and what he's saying is so outlandish and makes us speak. Makes his podca- future podcast and his future ESPN uh, career even more interesting because then we're going to want to hear what crazy things he's, is he going to say. How outlandish it are it are his uh, future comments that he may say that may grab our interest in some kind of way. Remember, you can't be boring. You can't just leave it that a team saying a team had a great game or a great season. You have to elaborate why. What made it great? What don't you agree with? What don't you agree with? Who do you believe is an MVP candidate? Who do you not believe is an MVP candidate? Et cetera and so forth. And earlier this week, ESPN first take, Stephen A. Smith said that Kawhi Leonard should be should retire. And Mad Dog added what he had to say. And J.J. Redick has been one of these guys who's not scared in putting down players, analysts, and people with their comments and told them that they look like they never played basketball. He said something that was just like so, like, oh, my God. How could he say this to Stephen A. Smith? He kind of made it personal in some ways when he said some some of the comments he said. And he tried to give credit to Kawhi Leonard and his injuries and what he does to prepare for the season Listen, there's nothing against Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard is one of the best players in the NBA. But the fact that in four seasons since he's been been with L.A. Clippers, he has missed more games than played. It's crazy. And if the Clippers are smart, the Clippers would do what the Nets did this previous season, which is trade guys like Paul George and... Kawhi Leonard. Because the idea that they're never going to win 50 games or go deep in the playoffs because these guys are always hurt. Get rid of that attachment. Start new. Start fresh. Change it to your your liking. Maybe that's just me, but that's what I feel. So this past week, we have finally seen Aaron Rodgers get traded after more than two months of knowing that he was going to potentially get traded. Knowing the fact that the team that Everyone felt that he was most likely going to the Jets. Had finally had has finally gone down. You know the idea that if you see a lot of people felt that the last six games the Jets lost with a good quarterback could have won three or four games. And may- potentially win ten to eleven games. It's crazy to think that that was even a possibility. And now they have Aaron Rodgers. Now it's almost certain with an Aaron Rodgers and with the crew that they have. That, yeah, that they would have won those three or four games. Or maybe they would have gone five and one or six and zero and won twelve games or thirteen games this uh this past season. But this trade helped didn't just help them in the quarterback situation. In the trade, they traded away their third their first round draft pick and they got back a first round draft pick. And when you look at what happened with Denver and Seahawks, and, and the Seahawks, Denver gave up more than than um than what the Jets did in order to get Aaron Rodgers. And Russell Wilson is not in the same demographic as an Aaron Rodgers. And the fact that 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 the that Denver lost their first round draft picks in that deal. And yet the Packers gave a first round back to the Jets in this in this uh, trade. Is crazy. So the Jets won this won this trade. In my opinion, the Packers yet lost again. The idea that they could have made they could have not made better decisions in terms of drafting and getting wide receivers for Aaron Rodgers. The idea that they developed not one but two elite quarterbacks in over twenty years between Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, and again, they have made these future Hall of Famers, angry with their actions. It's crazy to think that that that, that even happened, but it did. So Lamar Jackson finally got his contract, but we also kind of knew this was going to happen about a week or two ago when Odell Beckham Jr. finally signed a contract, and it was with the Baltimore Ravens. There's no way any player who's not signed with a team is trying to lower another player to sign with a team to not play for a team. Think how crazy that could have been. Think about the fact that if Aaron Rod... Think think about the fact that Lamar Jackson helped Odell sign and made all these things look pretty about Baltimore and then ends up signing with another team. Think about that. You knew he was coming back. It was just like when the numbers came in. You know, I think the, the Jalen Hurts extension helped this whole situation even more. He saw what Jalen Hurts did and Jalen Hurts got paid one of the highest contracts in NFL history amongst quarterbacks and he's, and he, he's, Lamar Jackson could easily just say give me a little bit more than what he got and you got me and he did he got now he's the highest paid and he's you know in some ways he's more deserving in my opinion They've never he's more deserving and seeing what the potential they could do in this upcoming NFL draft, seeing that they have Odell Beckham Jr., kind of makes, makes the situation even better. For Lamar Jackson has good receivers around him. The idea in his first season, he didn't have great receivers, but he had 36 passing touchdowns without great receivers. What can he do with an Odell Beckham Jr. and Mark Andrews at tight end? What can he do with a, a third great receiver or fourth one? The idea without them, he got 36. You don't think that now with them, he has a chance and opportunity to get at least 40 touch, passing touchdowns? The question out there will he run less with better re- receivers? I've put it out there before, and I said in the past, I think Lamar Jackson has a great opportunity to be a guy who can have 5,000 total yards because he's a great running quarterback, he's a great passer. And if the, the the passing game meets the rushing game that was elite, oh, my God, there's no way he cannot be one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Right now, we'll see what happens. We'll see if he can stay healthy. The past two seasons, he's missed five games for the Ravens. Now you give him this big contract, he, he ends up missing, continuously missing games, five games or more. This contract would be bad for the Ravens. And the idea that they would have the idea that the Ravens made this decision to lower him and ask him to lower his contract is crazy. But we'll see what happens. So, ladies and gentlemen, I know I've talked about it in the past, but yet I'll talk about it yet again. The Pirates are still winning. The Pirates have the best record in the National League. And I love this. I love this because no one expected this to happen. They don't have a top five offense. They don't have a top five pitching, but yet they're winning. And right now, they are center of the story. I really hope that they make the playoffs or at least stay 500 for the majority of the season because they will exceed the numbers predicted for them to win by 20 games or more. And there will be nobody in that same demographic like them that, that, that would have increased the win total of 20 games or more. From the previous season, and I want them to win because you know what, ladies and gentlemen. The idea that in thirty years they've only had five winning seasons, the idea that that's that makes it eighty-three percent of the time. Eighty-three percent of the uh, of the seasons played in the last thirty years, they have lost. They have lost majority of the time, not even not even close to five hundred. That they lost majority of the time is crazy. You want them to succeed. Pittsburgh has seen the Penguins have done a great job in the Stanley Cup, in the playoffs, having a winning season. They've experienced the Steelers hire Mike Tomlin and never experienced one losing season, ladies and gentlemen. So I hope the Pirates can sustain this. I hope nothing derails them. Baseball needs these teams to, to share the skin of being a loser and start being a winner. So this past week was k- kind of funny. Um, you know. Uh, MB- the, M- the WWE had a draft. And we knew the draft was happening. The same week that the draft was happening for the WWE. The NFL had it too. And basically for WWE. It's it's just drafting who will wrestle for Raw. Who will wrestle for SmackDown. Who will move up from NXT to Raw or uh or SmackDown. There were rumors out there that the US network that owns Monday Night Raw wants Roman Reigns to be on Raw rather than be on SmackDown. But other than that, Triple H also said that last uh this past week that there would be a new title, a new heavyweight title that would represent Raw. And the title that that's um that Roman has will represent SmackDown. So and it says that the night of champions, it will be, it will be the new champion will be crowned. The shoulder belt, the belt looked amazing. Some people are putting out there that Drew McIntyre, who's a future free agent this year, will is is potentially a, a, a candidate to win it, in order to help him re-sign with WWE versus leaving to a place like AEW. Now SmackDown, now SmackDown, now CM Punk this past week was spotted at a Vor event. Which is crazy because he's under contract with AEW. Why would he do this? Is he trying to get more money? Is he trying to to further his anger among the AEW wrestlers and the fan base? I don't know. But I definitely know by him doing this and doing this, he's going to help AEW attract a lot of fans in the sense that a lot of fans are going to want to boo him even more. Because when he came back to wrestling, and when he came back to AEW, he was a wrestler that everyone wanted to see. Now he's been going to become the wrestler that everyone wants to boo. Now, one thing I didn't mention was the NFL draft. Uh, before when I was talking about the NFL, and this is you know the draft's funny because you know you're either going to get guys who perform well that were drafted in the first round, or you have guys who were drafted third round to seventh round who perform better than them. Or you get guys who are undrafted who end up being better, better than anyone drafted. No matter what, it's going to be interesting. Next week, I'll analyze the picks, who had a great draft, who I think they made great decisions, who I think made qu- uh, questionable decisions in the people they drafted. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, that is my episode you can go to to any podcast apps and subscribe to my podcast, like Apple, Spotify, or any other podcast apps you may like. And if you subscribe, you get to be made aware when a new episode is available for your listening ears. And you can also go on any social media outlet and follow me on on me on any social media outlet uh, outlets or apps or whatever you want to call them, so you could see my little crazy uh, comments on certain pictures and. My little commercial advertisement for an upcoming episode. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, have a good day and even better night. Good night.